Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hummingbird Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Julie Renton. In this episode, I had a special guest over. Her name is Mimi Zachary. She's a lifestyle entrepreneur. This woman, let me tell you, she has inspired me in ways that I don't even think she knew about. And I know that I'm not the only one that feels this way. In my opinion, Mimi is like the definition of a girl boss. She has been in business for herself for over 20 years. She started back when I don't believe that a lot of people really even knew that you had the freedom to work from home or make money for yourself, work for yourself. I don't think entrepreneurship then was as commonly known or or was in the radar of others the way it is today. So I have great admiration for her because she has hustled so hard since like the mid 90s to get to where she is today so if you or anyone you know is pursuing a career in entrepreneurship or is interested in learning more about it and what it takes to really be the boss of your own time and make money for yourself this is definitely a conversation that you don't want to miss also uh mimi gets really vulnerable and during this conversation and sharing about grief and what she's unfortunately been having to learn about coping with grief or how grief presents itself in so many different ways because she's recently suffered a great loss. Her son, her only child, has transitioned. It was an unexpected transition. And she shares a little bit of that as well, you know, how she's coping with it and how she hopes that in the future, whatever she's learning and she's putting out there in the world about grief, um, that it may help others as well. So I'm not going to leave you all waiting anymore. This was so much fun, so much fun. I was super honored to have her on, and I hope that you all enjoy the conversation as well. your background is amazing thank you it's like a tiny little corner in my in my room i'm gonna send you a picture later it's amazing so you can see what it is and it's just like making it seem like it's a different room but it's And it's always lovely to see you, your beautiful lovely face. To see you too. <laughs> we tried doing this again. So for anybody uh, listening, we did do this uh, once before, but uh, we had like a bunch of technical difficulties, and we just said, "Okay, no scratch. We're gonna do this over again." So you know, anybody who will be listening to this, I wanted to welcome you. Thank you once again for being on on the podcast. I've been meaning to do this for a long time. Like I told you already, like you were someone that was in the back of my head um, that I wanted to have on. So thank you for being here. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, it's always good to see you. So. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing with my coffee. You just saw I saved <laughs> I saved my my first cup of coffee. Um <laughs> <laughs> to to chat with you so it's like because it's like noon here so i saved it i was like no i'm gonna have and i have some water about. yeah oh look <laughs> i got water too <laughs> oh man so how's like what's going on in your life right now i know you're always busy i am doing better you know um as you know my son sean passed away on february 20th unexpectedly the more i've been learning about death and grief and just every day just taking time to like sit with my emotions and such it's you know i feel like i'm i'm doing okay yeah would you agree with the statement that grief comes in like waves because i have a lot of friends who have suffered you know great losses in their lives with like loved ones and i feel like the common thread that every single one of us the, every single one of them has always kind of like highlighted is you think you're okay and then it kind of hits you in waves right but mm-hmm. even in experiencing those waves at some point you are better about handling them and going like you said sitting with the emotions acknowledging it and then figuring out ways to move forward so it, does that sound like pretty much what your experience has been so far exactly i think it was yesterday i was washing dishes and i rang out the towel and i started hitting the floor with it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's like you say, it comes in ways, and like my friend Chris says, you just the goal is to learn how to cope because this is never going away, yeah. ever, you know, until of course I transition. But it's yeah, you can be driving down the street and just scream, and you have days where you have you have good. I have good days too because it's always like a good memory that you know I might think about and I'll focus on that one good memory like all day yeah and you know I find it really interesting and I think it's probably I don't even know that a lot of people would even think to do this but there is a lot of power in allowing your emotions to come through to like feel them acknowledge Mm -hmm. them and then actually allow them to move through you Mm -hmm. um and putting action behind them so like you said like if you have to like throw something punch something scream that is very powerful you know it's Mm -hmm. healing but um i don't know that a lot of us ever maybe grew up feeling like we had a space to Mm -hmm. do that because maybe others were uncomfortable. People are usually uncomfortable when they see a person in pain. It's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for them. And so Mm -hmm. that discomfort sort of like blocks the person from feeling and and going through the motion of it. So it's Mm -hmm. actually really healing. Like that's what I thought about right now. You saying how you just like, we're out there and like punching and hitting and, and throwing. That's very healing. And what I learned from it is you just like the trauma, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It gets stuck in your nervous system. 
And so I learned like different techniques, like laying down on your back and shaking your feet or shaking your hands. And you can really feel it come out. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are grieving all kinds of things like mm-hmm. divorces, death, loss of a job, loss of anything. a dream. And you're like not the first person who has mentioned, you know, how trauma and stress really do stick to your body. Like mm-hmm. I've had several people on here discuss that uh, or mention it and, you know, different situations they're going through or whatever. And I'm always reminded how emotion is energy in motion. And that's why it's so important to allow that release to happen. Otherwise, it does stay within your body. But I am glad that you are, because you are a very mindful person, you know, just from conversations that we have had in the past and just in how you move, you know, within your space and how you handle your business and just you as a person are very aware and work very hard at being mindful. So I'm not surprised that through this tragic loss, right, an unexpected tragic loss that you suffered, that you are finding ways to cope with it in a healthy way. I'm not Mm -hmm. surprised at all by that. Yeah, because you you always give me such a peaceful sort of like you know vibe you're so calm with your person and the last time that we talked you were actually saying how a lot of times that serves almost as a negative in a way because people misunderstand and they think oh she's just so peaceful she must have everything together yeah (laughs) I I mean for the most part I do work on I would say designing my life Mm -hmm. but it's not perfect and I don't have everything together like right here in my office it's just you know people but my friends if they saw my desk like this they're like no way (laughs) you know like yes I have a stack of papers that I need to go through (laughs) yeah but But, yeah so that's why I'm Probably the most misunderstood, really. Like, people just think that I have it all together. Like, you, when I post stories and I, and I ask people to ask me a question, I get stuff like, I want to be like you when I grow up. And, like, these are, some of my friends are being sarcastic. I know some of them. <laughs> but it's like, it's a lot of people that says that. And I'm like, no, you're going to be better than me because... I'm just out here like winging it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, you're making it look good because you do. You're so calm. You know, well, at least you try to be so calm and and like I said, mindful. And that that does transmit. It transmits in the things you share. It transmits Mm -hmm. in the work you do because you do share a lot of your work on social media. It -hmm. transmits in conversations that we've had, even if they're very brief, it just, Mm -hmm. it transmits totally. So that's like a gift that you have. It's a beautiful gift. Yeah, it's taking work. I used to be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I grew up in the projects, so... Mm -hmm. You know, we were just loud people. Yeah. You know, so, but as I grew up and started doing business, I think it 
doing business really helped me tone down a lot because you just can't. I mean, you can. You know, you have your people. Everybody have their people. Yeah. So I'm not. I would never dare say if you're loud and high energy that you that you won't. have to tone it down. Yeah, like you don't. You know, I just chose to do that. Yeah, but sometimes people are doing very well in life being whatever they want to be. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably like the thing, like you chose for you because that was working for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was wondering about that, too, because I'm actually the family that we grew up in. Well, just culturally speaking, and then the personalities within my family, we mm-hmm. are very loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, without even trying to, like, you know, especially whenever there's, um, we do a lot of, we show a lot of like our love through like food, mm-hmm. you know? And so anytime that we gather with like food and we're it's having a party, a time, yeah, it's a party and yeah. people are laughing and then don't get yeah. me started when the coffee comes out, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like a comforting cultural thing for us. Mm-hmm. And we are very loud. But I also do find that as I get older, and I don't know if it's the aging part of like the aging process, or the fact that I do have a lot of people around me 24 seven, you know, because when I was younger, I could check out at some point, if you weren't having Mm -hmm. a good day, you were tired, you could just remove yourself from, you know, that environment and have Mm -hmm. alone time. And I think since becoming a mom, well, there's been a lot of times where I don't have, you know, the freedom to do that. Like somebody needs something at all times. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's maybe due to that, but I have also slowly have been learning to appreciate slow mornings, kind of ridding myself of of that idea of the, the hustle all the time. Yeah. You know, because also for a long time, I felt like... If you're not hustling, hustling, then you're failing somehow. Yeah, I've yeah. been there too. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of, I'm done with that. I think, mm-hmm. you know, right as, as of right now, I don't know what my destiny will look like in the future. But for mm-hmm. right now, I'm really embracing that. And when I can, I do practice that. And mm-hmm. so I'm curious to know how has that been for you, like the transformation? Yeah, I think for me, it happened in 2014, 2015. It was, I was burnt out, you know, because I've been going full force since 96 up until 2015. And I I was just exhausted and I needed a break. So I took a little bit of a break and that's kind of how I learned about the slow morning routines and things like that. And when I started to practice it, I found joy in it. And I found that I can work smart. I don't have to work super hard. I don't want to have to, I don't have to work super long. Um, I could just work smart and be able to, you know, create a great income doing something that is fulfilling to me. And with that, 
I want to ask if you can maybe share with the rest of our listeners, because I kind of already know a little bit about your backstory, but maybe you can tell them how is it, because you are your own boss and you've, like you said, you've been doing this since like the mid nineties. Um, you were very, very young. You were a single mom and you said, I need to work for myself. But, you know, I know that you have also mentioned that you didn't always think of entrepreneurship as something that you wanted to do. Like, I don't even believe that it was in your radar until right. a specific experience in your life, right? So, like, if you don't mind sharing with us how sure. that came about and, and how it is that you took this path that you've been on now for so long. Sure. So, I got pregnant at 19. I was in my first year of university. And when I went back to work, I went to work, went back to work on my son with six weeks. And a few months later, he was in daycare, and the daycare called and said, call my job, and said that I needed to come pick him up because he had been crying profusely for hours, and they didn't know, you know, what was wrong because, you know, he had, was fed, he had been dried. They had no, they didn't really know what was wrong. And my boss told me that I couldn't leave, so I had to get my grandmother to pick him up, but I feel like it was my first defining moment like it's either my job or providing for my child and I didn't want to choose but I didn't know anything about starting a business like I said I was from the ghetto the only thing I knew was get a good job you know go to school get a good job work your nine to five and yeah and no one really said it like I mean that's just what we did yeah. No one said to me, oh, go to school, get a good job. You know how people say that. They use it loosely all the time. Mm -hmm. But no one really said that. It's just that's what people did. And people that kind of did it around me was my grandparents. Like, they pretty had, they had pretty good jobs. But they didn't go to school, but they just had pretty good jobs to provide for their families. So I had good role models for sure all of my grandparents, but it was one day I was working with my uncle and I sold some art and I gave him the profits and he gave me pennies. And you were like, <laughs> wait a minute. That was <laughs> like, what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I was yeah. here and I sold for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. You know, like this is, I gave you all this money and this is what you're going to give me. Uh -huh. and it was our, our agreement too, like, yeah. but I didn't know that this is like, this was possible. Like you could give somebody over a thousand dollars and they give you $32. Yeah. That and doesn't seem fair. That's right. And it's like, this is how this works. This is, you know, and yeah, then, you were going to work exchanging your time, making money for a bigger company mm -hmm. and you're getting back. Just a couple hundred here and there. And, you know, back then, minimum wage was $3.75. So oh, my gosh. My job job, that's what I was earning. And mm -hmm. he brought that to my attention. Like, how much do you end your shift with? And it was, like, at Crystal. So, like, White Castle. Do You guys might have White Castle, but we have Crystals. And that's where I was working. So, every day when I closed my shift, I, I was like, I want to sell art. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want to have a thousand dollars in my hand. <laughs> and my uncle's like, no, this is not for a woman because 
it was an outdoor venue. Like he just rented a spot outside of Subway. Mm, okay. And he was there every day that it didn't rain or snow every day. He pretty much really did the work just by being consistent and being mm-hmm. there every day because this lady that I saw the art to, she was like, I pass by here all the time. So it was really him that did the work. Yeah. I was just there saying, oh, this will look good with that and that'll look good with that. Like she had Polaroid pictures. Oh, okay. So it was easy for me to place art mm-hmm. based on what he had in his, you know, in stock. I called him every day. You know, back then we had pagers, so yeah. I had to wait to get home. <laughs> and he was like, no, your grandmother's not going to kill me. This is not for women. Right, because it's like you, you're you in school. I'm not going to be the reason that you drop That's out of school. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I am not going to be responsible. I was like... I want to do it. I'm going to do it on the weekends, you know, and that's when he agreed. He said, okay, I'll help you get your business license and all that, and I'll take you to where I buy everything from, but you got to be far away from my spot. So I Because chose... he knew, Mimi, that one day you sat there and sold him all that stuff. <laughs> He's like, she is competition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping you, but don't come ruin me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... I set up at a flea market that was only open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I didn't work on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. What I did was set up on Saturday and Sunday because I still had my job. And then I still had school. So I couldn't have like three jobs because that's basically what it was. Yeah. I started to earn way more than I was making on my job. So on July 7th, 96, I resigned. I actually resigned two weeks before that. So Mm -hmm. July 7th, 96, I was full time. You know how some some people like, oh, my God, it's it's scary. I wasn't afraid at all. I was was about to ask, like, when you did it, did it hit you? Like, mm -hmm. oh, so you knew this was it. You found a way and you're going to keep at it. Yeah. And I still didn't know it was entrepreneurship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like, I just felt art yeah at a flea market like it's so many people out here selling things like use things use clothes you know mm-hmm. new things i mean i knew it was a business because i had to get a business license and, and the tax id and the resale license to actually go in and buy the things wholesale to resell them so i understood that because he talked me through it and helped me get it and everything, but I still didn't know at 19, like, oh, you're a business owner. Right, you like know? like the, the grand idea of yeah. you are your own boss. Wasn't thinking about anything like that. I was more so thinking, like, I have flexibility. Like, I even hired, after a few months, I had a friend to sit there on the days I didn't want to go. Look at you already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. His name was Cyrus. So, wow. yeah, like I still, I was like, you can have, I even gave him more. Like I even gave him like half of my profits. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that's so you why were I a fair to boss it. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I was thinking I'm still going to earn at least what I was making on my job working eight hours a day, five days a week. Even if I split my $25, because if he sold one thing an hour, 
I'm at twelve fifty an hour versus three seventy five. That's still winning. Yeah, and then the spot was only like fifty dollars a week. Oh, so, okay. So that wasn't bad. Yeah, because it was like a shared space. You mm-hmm. know, it was like a lot of vendors. It wasn't until I ventured off into real estate when I realized, like, okay, you're a business girl. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, do you do you think um, because that that was kind of like the transition, right? Like you started selling, like you said, at this little space that you rented mm-hmm. art pieces mm-hmm. and then you went into real estate. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's, as you mentioned before, where you started to see opportunity for multiple streams of income and you mm-hmm. started to incorporate other things that could tie and, you know, well together with mm-hmm. your real estate business. And, and in fact, it was my broker that really encouraged it. She was earning about $9 million a year in her business. Back and she then. Had, she had nine remix offices. She owned a development company where she cleared land and developed land and she had like a staffing service she was a real boss (laughs) wow and you know what that that's a real blessing she was willing to share her knowledge yeah because you have people that know and for whatever reason sometimes they don't want to share it or whatnot Mm -hmm. but i actually i don't know i'm I'm probably gonna have to like go back on that i actually and i think i might have mentioned this to you before I feel that the people who know what it takes to create and design the life that you want, right? And they know, because it is hard work. I mean, mm-hmm. it is hard work. Um, I think sometimes people get a little disillusioned going into this type of, you know, practice because they face challenges and then it's not the easy way out that they thought this was going to be, right? And they kind of quit and give up. But a lot of people, th- those that have created, designed, and have succeeded, you know, whether in every way or many ways, they are actually more likely to share knowledge and share information and actually encourage others that are up and coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is, why other, your everyday person, right, working on nine to five, and that's not to knock a nine to five because I mean this I don't think yeah it's it's important important. yeah exactly and some people really truly enjoy that and they feel satisfied with that so I'm not knocking that at all but I for instance I do find and I don't know if this has been your experience that there's a lot of people who are unsatisfied with their nine to five they're unsatisfied with the treatment they receive at work they're unsatisfied with their coworkers, their boss, everything about it. They're unhappy with it, but they're not willing to like take off and do something on their own. Those are the yeah. people that in my experience have tried to knock me down the most. Mm. A lot of time is projecting and it's also maybe a little bit of, I, wanna, I don't want to say tough love, but maybe that's the way they love you Could know, be. like they don't want you to fail because most people want stability and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. It is like, not. <laughs> you know, you. Mm-mm. it's yeah. not like this. You know, some people have their 
some people do come in and go up and then they take that money and invest it in something and they're good. Mm-hmm. That does happen. You know, I can't knock that. Yeah. But most of the times it's an emotional roller coaster. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A natural roller coaster. Yeah. You just have to, I would say, learn how to manage it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, manage, I think managing, you know, regulating how you make decisions, regulating your emotions, time management, and consistency are probably the three top that I think um, are likely to like yield really good results Mm -hmm. for you. Maybe, Maybe not the results you want, but, but results that will be helpful in some way you know, mm-hmm, to what you're trying sure. to create every time. What In your experience, what do you think is like the hardest thing for someone who wants to say, that's it, I'm done and I'm going to be my own boss? Like, you know, once they start, they make the, deci- the decision, they know what they're going to do, they kind of have a plan together. But based on your experience, what do you think is like the, the hardest thing of actually being your own boss? The hardest thing is time management if you're not if you're not disciplined because you have some people like military like those people they're disciplined yeah it's like it becomes a part of their dna yes (laughs) yes sometimes i wish i would have went in the military (laughs) for that right to get those skills i would have came in at a little higher yeah yeah discipline and time management you have to really treat it like it's a job you really do I would probably agree with that, like creating a schedule and sticking with it and showing sticking up. Sticking to the schedule. Yeah, that's that's Doing what you say really you're hard. Do. Because when it's you do hard. have that freedom of like, oh, I don't have to go today. That's mm-hmm. fine. Like, because at the end of the day, that's kind of what you're working for, right? To be able to mm-hmm. say, I don't feel like showing up to work today and you don't show mm-hmm. up. But in mm-hmm. the beginning, it's. Yeah, it's, you have to show. You up. have to show up, even if it's and 10 eventually minutes. you will get to that point if you continue to build, you know, your business over the years. And um, like we were talking about mul- um, multiple streams, mm-hmm. and like me, I'm a multi passionate entrepreneur, and I do. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> thank you. It's so many of us. You yeah. know? <laughs> I love so that. So many. I don't know why I feel like I probably have room in that category because oh, there's yeah. just so much. So yes. Much. The thing is, I mean, we're in 2022 right mm-hmm. now. We all have multiple things that we want to do. I mean, the best way to go about if you're if you're a multi-passion entrepreneur is master one thing like don't you don't have to do full-time all the things at once you can master one thing and let it kind of build it you know you build it and then eventually like for me with my drapery I have so much work out in the field or in homes Mm -hmm. the drapery work for me now but at fr- I had to build it. Get- yes. And that's, that's something that I admire from you so much. And just in general, like people who were so ahead, you know, and started years ago. Yeah. Because that's what people don't. Yeah, because they see you- the now. But- yeah, because now this, this seems easy. I mean, you know, if you compare it to 
it can still be hard for somebody barely starting out. So don't get discouraged if you're listening to this and you're like, what? It's easy and I'm having difficulties. No, it's not easy. But when we're talking about back in the day where you're, you're using if, if you can, a pager, you have to be passing out flyers, passing out cards, you all that, putting all. Like, yeah, that's what I did. That's, that's hard. Did. That's hard work. It that's is so <laughs> because I know I have. Um, I had someone ask me a couple of weeks ago, like, how did I get into design or what I do? Because you know, I've always been in the home decor industry because I started out selling art to help. Yeah elevate people's spaces but I wasn't decorating you know I just like I sold to decorators I sold art to decorators or you know inspiring decorators or people who just want to decorate their own house right but it wasn't how I started it was just I was always in that industry so that's a way to get in the door of an industry that you really want to do like sometimes like Someone asked me, like, how do I start, right? So someone wanted to know, how do I get into it? Well, start in a small niche and then, you know, Branch if, out. if you're afraid, you know, mm-hmm. start offering just something small if you're afraid and then work your way up. Because yeah. that's what I did. Like, I didn't start out. I had no desire to decorate in the beginning. And I don't have any desire to decorate now. <laughs> Hey, but you're so good at it though, right? Because like we were, we were, we were, you're like, I don't want to do that. No, but even like you're with your drapery business, um, we were talking about that last time, how just you're not crazy about going into a space and like revamping the whole thing and saying, I'm going to do this room, this space for you from top to bottom. So that's not your desire, but you do make a huge impact right mm-hmm. and 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 you do elevate the space by what sounds like a simple thing just placing the right drapery mm-hmm. it already makes it look like a different room so you're doing it without <laughs> having to it al- it yeah. always <laughs> makes a huge difference like even if you go into a space and you can and you're like, oh, this is okay. And then you go to some space and you're like, this is nice. Right. You know? Yeah. With drapery, it just elevates any level yeah. of the space. So it I ties mean, it all level. together. Mm-hmm. It ties mm-hmm. it all together because even if you have like key pieces, you know, that are beautiful mm-hmm. to look at. But you kind of have like that bare space up against the window or, you know, it doesn't even look like anything. It doesn't show off the pieces. But the drapers like really, really make Mm -hmm. it pop and make it come to life. I remember my grandmother used to say, we used to like go to different places like model homes or even if we visited people, like she wouldn't talk about their homes, but it was something about the window. She would say imagine getting your face made up and you're you're about to get married. Your whole bridal party is about to get married. And the makeup artist to your eyes, your, you know, your foundation, your blush, your lashes, and you have nothing on your lips. And everybody yeah. turn around, you know, they have all, then they have this 
blank. hole or this blank. <laughs> That's what drapery is. That's a good it's way to describe it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's glass. lipstick it's for lipstick. I know for a room. Oh, that's cute. I yeah. like that. It's I like, do like that. It always stuck with me. And then when I started decorating, I was like, okay, we got to do drapery, not curtains from Bed Bath and Beyond, because there's nothing wrong with them. They can help too. They do mm-hmm. help. But if you just want that elevated look. The yeah. beautiful pleats. The custom and, uh, to you. Yes, yeah. the right size yeah. to the window. Because 84 inches, too short for any window, if you ask me. That's how I started in that. So I I used to, I, I transitioned from art to staging real estate. Because I had got my real estate license. And I started listing homes. Like, what I the bat my broker's like you want to list homes she approached me in a realtor class she was teaching for the realtor so in order to you have to have a certification to be a realtor i believe i don't know mm. if they're still like that but everybody can't call themselves a realtor yeah they could be a real estate agent i was getting my realtor certification and she was teaching that class and i <laughs> I had on Jordans, some short shorts. I mean, I was just, it was crazy. I was very different. (laughs) I know because I wish, I wish, well, some people will see you on video, but I wish for whomever doesn't get a chance to see this and they're just listening. You are always so well put together. And and it's not like you're out there, like you do a lot, like, you know, but it's like very natural looking makeup, beautiful, beautifully done. Your hair. And I'm saying, because again, this is like the second time we see each other and I'm all over the place and <laughs> you're no, you so great. well put together. <laughs> but, you know, you have this cute little blazer on and your shirt. Like, it's when super I'm, simple, y'all. Yeah, but beautiful. Super like, it's, it's funny because it's simple, but it's beautiful. And I think, Thank again, you. like that probably um, has a lot to do with how you started um, your business, right? Like, oh, I got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was a little bit out there honestly I was young with a baby from the projects like we, we were just built different but when I got exposed to my broker and started working with her she started to like expose me to things and mm-hmm. that's what I feel I would say the key word really for someone who wants to jump out into entrepreneurship is find someone that's doing what you're doing. I don't know how you can get in with them, maybe work for them. That's pretty much what I did. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, if I had, wasn't working with her and her broker in her brokerage, I'm pretty sure I never would have got to spend you know, all that time I did with her, but it was exposure. Yeah. And I just wanted to be better. Like, I'm like, is this what people are doing? And it wasn't even, I mean, it wasn't really nothing, but it was just something, you know, it was just something different. Yeah. It was just something different. Like, oh, like, I don't have to curse people out (laughs) to get my point across. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I can throw some curse words. I I told my, um, in the stories, I was like, Listen, y'all, I'm so glad you guys are here because the page has been growing fast. And I said, mm-hmm. I curse a little bit. I curse. So if you don't like I'm human. profanity, 
this is not the page for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But before, yeah, that was like every other word. <laughs> yeah. Cause you grow up with that, right? Like you grow yeah. up with that. And you know, that kind of like almost brings me to this next point, which I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with this like a thousand percent. The people you surround yourself with are so important to, well, just for anybody, right? Like just to, to feeling better. To It's part of like designing your space too, like clearing mm-hmm. out what doesn't serve you and bringing in what elevates you as a human being. But for an entrepreneur, who you surround yourself with, what's coming into your mind, what are they feeding your spirit? Um, is so important because mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, when you don't have a solid group of people who are in your corner, genuinely in your corner, and are also themselves working to be better, that can be the difference in how much you struggle, I feel. Because I don't think it's impossible. I think we call that time, big facts. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> because... If you have the determination and the motivation and like the, the you crave that, you can make it happen no matter who's around you, right? That's true. You can make it happen. But to surround yourself with people who are on your same level of mm-hmm. of wanting to be better, do better, learn, and feed. Um, it's not just as simple as like positive energy, but feed that like fire, you know, mm-hmm. to your soul. That, in my opinion, is like key to just it doesn't matter what's in your way. You're going to go right through it because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're right there with you. It's so true. When I one of the reasons that I bring this up, because I'm sure you surround yourself. I know you're very careful with like your space and your energy and who you share it with and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like I already know that of you as a person. But when I in me saying this, what I think about is Kike, mm. you and her, right? That was like your best friend. Best. That's my Canadian bestie. Yeah, yeah. She so was amazing. The yeah. energy she would just inject into things she did and to you pumping people up. I mean, mm-hmm. I never got a chance to work directly with her. Um, it was in the books to do it, but I never mm-hmm. unfortunately got a chance to. But we did um, interact quite a bit. And she was so genuine about cheering people on, even if she didn't know you on a personal level. Mm -hmm. Like, she made me smile. And so, you know, yeah, beautiful, beautiful person. And so that's what I think of when I think of you and what I'm saying because I saw that um, connection mm-hmm. between you and her. And I'm sure that had a lot to do with, you know, also your personal growth and your business growth to having mm-hmm. people like that in your corner. Oh, absolutely. And having people that you can relate to and who's actually been on your journey. This is really important too. like not only people who are trying to go where you're trying to go, but people who are already there. It's you need a mix because sometimes we're always trying to go. We're going to be always trying to go, you know? Yeah. So it's important. And I actually, um, I initially met Kike in network marketing and then 
we kind of like we kind you know we just like knew each other because of our ranks and everything in the company mm-hmm. but where we really became good friends was in Marie Forleo's B school. Oh, yeah, that's another way to get around the people who you need to be around is to buy their courses. You know, yes. invest in yourself. I had posted something like my color, blah blah blah, coordinated notebook, and she's like whoever this chick is like I know her but she, I'm about to know her know her <laughs> and she messaged me and that's how we Started. really got to know each other like we already knew of each other but we really got to know each other through B school so yeah that that's actually a really good piece of advice too. like invest in yourself first of all so always be looking for personal development whether mm-hmm. it be like towards your business or just you yourself right mm-hmm. um And then buy other people that you admire, like their stuff or whatever. Buy their Mm -hmm. stuff. Look into it. There's so many shortcuts in it all, too. Not that you're trying to get a shortcut, but just imagine not having to go through all the issues that you know. Reinvent the wheel. Yeah, you can avoid a lot of stuff that you don't want to deal with just by when you know people say, "Let me pick your brain." No, buy their course. And pick that course. Right, because yeah, because <laughs> you know? when somebody when somebody is is sharing a course or a piece of, of, of information, something, whatever, mm-hmm. it's their Video, brain whatever it is. laid out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's important. Plus you're helping each other out. Like that's what it's about mm-hmm. too, you know. And but, it gets you in their ecosystem too. If you really want to know them. Um, you know, like what for what Marie does, she spotlights success stories for people who actually use her course and they document like she they can show her I did this, this, this from what you taught me. And she definitely wants to get that information out there. And, you know, you get closer to the creator of the course who eventually, I mean, if they shared your story with their network, you get more exposure. Yeah, and you're right. It is like an ecosystem of everybody like learning from each other and then somebody adds mm -hmm. a little more and then you're not having to do it all on your own. It's like Mm -hmm. everybody coming together and that's the best way. I always, and this is like irrelevant, but I always, on top of the fact that Kike was like so wonderful and like I said, just such a beautiful human being, I also have her always so present because um, my son, my oldest son, shares a birthday with her. So when she found that out, every 8th, you know, I I would uh, congratulate her and wish her a a Mm -hmm. great day. But she would always message me and say, wish my my birthday twin a happy birthday. And that was just special to me, you know, because she didn't have to do that. So that's just who she was. She was just so so great it was amazing yeah, she really really was mm-hmm. now i know we're sitting here and talking about like oh how you pump yourself up and mm-hmm. surround yourself with the right people and like get that fire going in you and it's super exciting right and i think usually mm-hmm. this type of talk is what get somebody like i can do this i can do this I'm, I'm excited and i'm energized and i can design my own life starting today but there's also like we were mentioning earlier a lot of like roller coasters and choosing to create a path of this sort for yourself. Mm-hmm. In your 
experience, right? Because I know that everybody faces things differently and they deal with them differently. But in your opinion or in your experience, what do you think is like the best way to like sort of get yourself unstuck? Because we there's moments when you will hit roadblocks and not mm-hmm. necessarily roadblocks that are there being placed there by somebody else, but like even our own self. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we just get stuck. We get like down on ourselves. I know a lot of times I feel like, and I've told you this before, like mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like going a hundred miles per hour, but my body's like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. And nothing happens. So mm-hmm. like what has been kind of like, or some of the ways that you have been able to work through things like that? The number one tool, I call it a tool. The number mm-hmm. one tool I use to get myself unstuck is scripting. Hmm. Do you know anything about that? I don't, but I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm going to say scripting and reverse engineering. Okay. Scripting is like writing out like a screenplay. Your ideal life or your your ideal work life or whatever it is that whatever it is you want to achieve, like write it as if it's happening. Like this morning I woke up, I had my coffee, checked my email and looked to see that I have seven appointments today. The first client is this kind of style let's say for me like the mm-hmm. first client the second just maybe i just say three clients and describe you know oh they sent me their pictures or they sent me their goal because i have multiple businesses so it's going to be different things mm-hmm. then i will go on to say oh it went like this like literally making up some shit you know? Right, like like your ideal <laughs> in that moment. Yeah, like as okay. if it's happening the way you want it to happen, and it really does change your emotion. Would it? Would this? Would it be fair to say it's sort of like a way of manifesting, but like a different way? Because I know some people believe in manifesting, and they call. Mm-hmm. I, I'm never. I don't know how I feel about the word manifesting now. Before I, I think I manifesting was, is a good thing. I don't know if it's. The way I see you do manifest things, but I feel like a lot of the manifestations come through doing. And that's what I was going to say. I feel Mm -hmm. like the reason why I don't necessarily like I'm not 100 percent on board with the word itself right now is because it's been attached to just wishing and dreaming and not doing. Yeah, Yeah. but it takes all of that. Right. So let's say someone plays the lottery. They're like, they want to manifest $100,000. Let's just say me, I'm like, Julie, I want to manifest a house $100,000 to the laundry. Do the laundry. Do I have laundry to do? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Whatever you want. That's the beauty of this. (laughs) The lottery of it. To say the lottery. I want to mess a hundred thousand dollars through lottery, but I don't play lottery. Right. So how can I manifest it if I don't play? Right. But someone who plays it and if they do hit that number and get that money and someone says I manifest a hundred thousand, no one can really knock them for saying that because they actually did do something, which was play. 
Yeah. They invested their one dollar. They went $20, to the store whatever. and yeah. They got in their car, <laughs> they put their you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so manifesting, even if you don't work, okay, mm-hmm. let's just say someone says I manifested a thousand dollars out of nowhere, like but if they really look back like they did something, whether it was write it down thought about it because it's really the feeling the emotion the feelings that do pull things to you and you know it's just like too when god says or what they say in the bible jesus says if you take one step i'll take two even that one step could be just writing yeah you know we don't know so i don't really knock it but i'm a master manifester i I can say that like i do manifest (laughs) yeah like crazy i i probably should do a video course on it like i do manifest most of the things like 99 percent of the things that i put put my mind to manifesting you know but you would say that scripting too has been the thing for you though because it it gets you because the funk is always mental absolutely so if you're really like writing like this morning I woke up and when I and when I like to talk to people about when I talk to people I'm manifesting, it's always don't really try to think about the thing you want. Think about the doing to get it like if you mm-hmm. want to manifest five clients, five new clients, maybe see yourself creating posts, see yourself like whatever it is that's going to get you those clients like see yourself talking in front of a group of people, whatever it is that's going to get you those clients. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you focus on, not the end result. Focus right. on the action to get between. there. I can see how that would work too, because it's almost like, I don't know about you, but I do better when I cross things off a list. Checklist like, is a yeah. big deal for me. I mean, yeah, huge because it, I always know what I have to do. Always Mm -hmm. like in my head, it is there. But if I don't write it down, I'm pushing and pushing it to the back Mm -hmm. of the line because I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I have Mm -hmm. to do this. Oh, I have to do this. But I'm not visually reminding myself you haven't crossed it out. Right. So so it's kind of like that. It's like you're you're writing it out and Mm -hmm. now you're following this. And then, yeah, you reverse engineer. It's like you write down your ideal life, your ideal day. What did you do to get to this point of this thing you want? And now you go back and you reverse engineer it one by scheduling things and doing the things. That's another way to get out of a funk. It's like following a schedule or create a system and follow it. Now, it's going to get boring. Like entrepreneurship is boring. Yeah. It really, it's not. <laughs> it can be tiring it just depends and boring. On what you do. <laughs> yeah. It's not, you know, I can't put every industry. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not every industry. But I would say the mundane things, you know, it feels like, oh, I'm just doing the same thing. Like, you know, when I had a job, I'm doing the same thing every day over and over. Yeah. Well, but you're doing it on your own time, you know. And you're creating something that, because 
I, I, I can say that. Sometimes the little things of like, I have to follow up with this thing. I have to look for, you know, for instance, here with a podcast, who do I want to have on next? Okay, let me do a little bit of research. Let me see what I want to ask. It can feel a little like tedious almost, but I'm excited about doing it, like the end result, right? You're and excited about the end result. So you have to do all these things. Yeah. And then you get this satisfaction. But a lot of people just kind of, they get stuck in the doing. Yeah. And also have some accountability too. Yeah. If you oh, have yeah. like a few <laughs> accountability partners, like some real ones who, like I have real accountability partners. Like if we don't do something, we have to pay. Oh, like, <laughs> yep, that'll that'll get people holding themselves accountable. <laughs> it's not ten dollars either. Like, it's important to have accountability. So, if you want to get unstuck, you want to move forward in your business, and you don't want to dip around, into your wallet, <laughs> get you some people who wouldn't have put up some money. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you're gonna win. That's gonna excite you, right? <laughs> like. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, writing out the schedule is amazing. <laughs> it's oh, the yeah, best sure. thing. Yeah, that's really good advice. And, you know, th this leads me to what I was about to bring up because, well, before I do, I want to share something, which I have also told you years because we have sort of been in each other's um, space, social mm -hmm. media space for a while. There's people that I look up to that I follow and I see the work that they do. And there's a lot of them. And, and in that pool of people is you. A yeah. lot of things that I look that I look to you for inspiration sometimes, even though what we're doing is not the same thing. But there's things that I do take away from the things that you share. And I'm appreciative of that, right? Because you're just posting to post. You have no clue that I'm being inspired by it, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe you are trying to inspire people, but you don't always get the feedback, right? So this is mm -hmm. me telling you, yes, you do. You inspire me quite, quite often. With that being said, would you say that you've had like different mentors to, throughout your life? Or have you had maybe one particular mentor? Because I know you say you've, you've actually gotten people who have taught you and taken the time to like show you different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but would you say that you have one mentor that has this person just like, I never want to let go of because they teach me so much or they inspire me so much? Or is it really just different people? in your life throughout the years it's different yeah it's it really depends on your stage like what stage you are in life and in business people who are regular people are some of my mentors some people who don't even have a business but mm -hmm. they're like crushing it in life like they might be an amazing wife you know yeah or an amazing mom or amazing business person so I said I would say I have a few mentors, not just one who I look to, who just I would say who just impacted my life like totally. Of course, my broker, but that was so many years ago, and she's since retired and traveling. But also books. Yeah, I have mentors that don't know I exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah books yeah yes and like I said courses but for the most part yeah 
that's just my personal journey. So, yeah. Yeah. And that probably makes sense because just listening to you here, there are people in my life who are not interested in creating something outside of their nine to five, you know, because they are quite comfortable with it because it's a good job. It's a good paying job. It mm-hmm. it does give them some flexibility um, and they're comfortable and OK with that. But they do inspire me because maybe their character you know, their mm-hmm. character, their word, their people that of their word, um, mm-hmm. they're responsible with like their time management or, yeah, so you're right. Like there's just a lot mm-hmm. of people that you can take little bits and pieces from and, mm-hmm. and apply it to your own life. Yeah. There was something else that I wanted to ask you. Yeah, because I was wondering like who your most influential person or entrepreneur would be. But I mean, that kind of falls with what we were just discussing, like. Yeah, it's different. So entrepreneurs, so let me see. Off the bat, I'm really inspired by Nadia Casanova, style by Casanova. Like she's crushing it in the mm-hmm. lifestyle home. Um, like she works at home and that's my whole goal. Like to yeah. like literally to work one hundred percent from my home. Like now I go up to, you know, into people's home on consultations and everything. And I also meet with people about businesses in person, like, you know, partnering them in different things. But to her, she's just like crushing it and just building her brand. And so that's one of my people that I really, really look up to. Um, Who else? Dana Bolden. Mm. Yeah. She's another person. She's getting ready to launch. I think she launched it to, to, no, she's launching it on the 7th, I think, a leisure clothing brand. And oh. she's done, yeah, she's lifestyle content creator. Really look up to her. Who else? I would say those two off the top of my head. <laughs> that you're like yes there's a like these girls them. are killing it yeah yeah like winning <laughs> i i don't think that we were maybe that's just me i don't know i maybe somebody out there listening feels differently but i don't think we were meant to kill ourselves outside mm-hmm. working even if you know because i know there's certain jobs that are needed that do require you know, a lot of like physical labor and whatnot. But even in those, I don't think that we were created to like break our backs yeah. <laughs> and then just yeah. die. You know, <laughs> like I don't I don't Some know. Some people like work what 20 hours, a, 20 hours a day. They said that it's something I read something about when the light bulb was created. That's when because people used to work using the sun so they oh. work in the morning and when it got dark they shut it off but when the light bulb was created now you have the night shift you can yeah see. because you can see yeah yeah so it's definitely some engineer shit you know yeah <laughs> I, I have a friend who's an engineer i'm gonna say excuse me sir no <laughs> No, I mean, like, when I say engineered, I mean, like, man-made. Um, yeah. It's not natural. Manufactured. Manufactured. Yeah, by man. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, because I know there's, like, debate, or I've heard, like, debate in the psychology world where they say whether 
we sleep and rest because it's a, a form of survival because like the mm -hmm. night falls and it's like you you kind of go and crawl into your little cave or whatever mm -hmm. you know to not get like um attacked or preyed upon um mm -hmm. and others say no it's like part of like your internal clock like you need to reset so there's debate between oh, those yeah. two things but at I the end of the, the day latter. yeah the other yeah. one like, yeah no you you gotta get some rest. Like I cannot I feel imagine. So too. I've been up like I would say two days. You know, you get ready to travel. <laughs> You're like you don't go to sleep, but you crash, and that's how you know. Yeah, like that's not normal. You're not supposed to be doing this. Like I this past weekend, I went to this uh, little event from a local mom group here. Um, mm -hmm. They are doing amazing things with like just as a group, and then now extending out to the community and mm -hmm. I was invited to it and it wasn't even that much like I wasn't even there that long it was from like but it was the hours that threw me off because it was from nine to one o'clock in the morning nine at night yeah I know like I oh, don't even different and the and the reason there was a reason because I think like it was at the it was like a little event center and obviously they had blocked out time throughout the day and since they the, the person, the host of, of this event didn't want interruptions. They didn't want us to be like rushing us out of there to get the next party in. They mm -hmm. chose the last slot, you know, which I guess was smart because it was a lot of people and to be rushing all those moms out, mm -hmm. out the it was going to be crazy. Um, so, yeah. So she was like, well, that's like I chose the last slot so we can all like be comfortable. Um, so it was like dinner from nine to ten. And then after it was going to be like entertainment and music and stuff. Um, so it was fun. I have not done that, Mimi, in over 20 years. I know. Like at it's all. Like, it's at like all. going to the club, right? <laughs> yes. Which was so, it's so crazy because I just sat. I just wow. sat there and watched everybody and listened to the music. But there was so much happening that I'm not used to anymore that all day the next day, I felt hungover and I don't even drink. Oh, wow. I didn't did, even did drink. Did you drink at the party? No, because I don't drink. Yeah, see. I was like, know. why am I so tired? And I was just like on my couch and, you know, yeah. but that's because I need I need rest. Yeah, I we can. all do. Yeah, I can. Some people need less rest than others. Some mm -hmm. people can sleep on, live off of four hours. Yeah, and I think that's fine. I mean, everybody's body is different, but, but you do need downtime. They do go to sleep, you yeah. know. Even if yeah. they take cat naps. There's a guy that I follow. He's a photographer, and I mean, he's like an entrepreneur. This man has done everything. I have so much respect for him too. But he says I don't need more than like three, maybe four hours. And mm -hmm. when he said that, I'm like, okay, I don't know what you're on, but. <laughs> And he's like, no, that's just it's how just I work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he does say, but the hours that I know, I, it's not even just the amount of time he needs to rest. It's like, I know that from this time to this time, I need it to be my downtime. And make sure that I'm like, I don't care who you are. My phone's away. My computer's away. Everything's off. And I so he gets like the rest that his body, his brain needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But oh, God, let me tell you the next day I looked from this last weekend. Mm -hmm. I look like I had partied hard and I did, <laughs> and I did not. Maybe all. you need to go out a couple of times. Maybe because I came home and I was like, 
oh my gosh, like I didn't even dance because there was so much happening that I didn't even like get to do that. But I was tired. It was a good time though. It was it was worth it. Well, that was good. Yeah, yeah at it least was you had a good it. time. Yeah, and it was a whole... suck if you'd be tired and you'd have a good time. I know, and I'm sitting there like. <laughs> This is boring. No, it was it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, but I wanted to ask you to close close out. What is something that gives you hope right now? <sighs> right now, what gives me hope is just really being alive to be able to share my story because now my story has evolved to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know. As time goes by, I'm going to be able to share information with people to help them because they're going to experience, you know, some of the things that I've experienced in the recent past. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just gives me hope that I will make an impact on someone's life, even if it's one person. Yeah. That gives me hope. That's what gets me out of bed now. now. Yeah. A month ago, nothing got me out of bed. I know. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I I actually, because obviously I don't know exactly what it has been with losing your son, your only child. I don't know what that's like, but I'm not surprised. And like, I know this is probably cliche and so redundant, but I'm not surprised because the little bit that you have shared, you know, and that I know about you. I'm not surprised that you're taking this and you're going to do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. As a way to heal. Because I, I don't know what I would do in a situation like that. I, I want to think that, yes, I would take that and not let it just kind of like keep me down and do something with it as a way to honor my loved one as well. Mm-hmm. But I honestly don't know if I could, right? Like, you don't know until you're in that moment. But yeah, it doesn't surprise me that that's kind of like the route, that you are allowing that to, mm-hmm. to help you move forward and do something with it. I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. And it's really just living. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do anything in particular. Mm-hmm. It's just getting through it and living because mm-hmm. I've joined a group and I see some people do this check out. Yeah. You know, and they have every right to, Yeah, you know, they do, they have every right to. So when I say that it's just really not in particular, like starting some organization or anything like that, I'm just so far away from that Yeah, right now. Like, it's no way I could do that right now. But it's just the little day-to-day things, you know. I just kind of write, like, okay, how did I get through today? And even if I can share that little journal with someone who, you know, may experience a loss of a child in the future, then it may help them, you know? Yeah. So nothing grand big. Just, oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. But but even like I said, even in, in, even in thinking of like, this can help someone, I don't know that I would even have like the mental space to even have that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, So so I'm not surprised by that. 
is what I'm saying. That you are like, this is my journey right now. This is what I'm experiencing right now. And and sharing however it is that I'm going to share, however it presents itself, the opportunity, then, then I'm going to do it because it may help somebody. Yeah. To me, that kind of sums up mm-hmm. in a very beautiful way the person that you are. <sighs> I know. I'm already crying. <laughs> My cries are so ugly. <laughs> You're no one, one of mine. <laughs> You're one of mine and my face like puffs up and it's just hard to find in in the human mind. It's mm-hmm. hard to find any light to something like that. The fact Time. that that yeah, and the mm-hmm. fact that that little light shines through just your desire to even make an impact as you're going through it because this is so recent you know yeah um and and i'll tell you in the beginning i it was so far from my mind but like i we talked before we got on on before we started recording like you just feel your loved one you kind of feel them a little bit you know Mm -hmm. like that little nudge, like, come on, girl, get up, you know. Especially my son. He was a get up and go person. Like, yeah. He would be so, he would understand, you know, in the beginning. But I don't know if he would even put a timeline on it either. But he'll be like, come on, mom, like, let's go. Like, we got to go. Guess, get up. Yeah. Got to go help some people. So, that's kind of what I hear in the back of my head now, you know, like, don't be sad. I'm in a good place. I'm like. And you have a little one around, a grandson. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll bring him. Yeah, we'll bring him on. Yeah, I mean, Pax made an appearance. Try to touch the camera. <laughs> he would like, steal the show. Is this FaceTime? <laughs> I know. Call Auntie Julie. Like, I know. I, see her hair. I know, right? My hair and the lights in the background. I had yeah. somebody on recently. Um, he's a good friend of my husband's. They serve together, and he's a grandfather now. And so, but he's like oh. big guy. Like his presence, you can feel it and you can sense it. But he mm-hmm. is such a pushover with his granddaughter. With the Yes. Like she it's was something different about him. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. I, I heard somebody say it not that you love them more than your own child, because that wouldn't be the right thing to say, like the right way to explain it. But I I heard him say they're an extension of your walk like your heart walking around you. Yeah. Like an extension of your heart, your children. And so therefore yeah. it's like that special different type of love, you know? Yeah, they're more fun. (laughs) Yeah, and then you don't have to raise them, really. (laughs) I think I I posted this quote that I saw somewhere. Maybe I saw it on Pinterest. It's like, if I knew being a grandparent was like this, I would have did this first. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. And it feels like that, like, because, you know, when you're a parent, especially when like you have multiple children but Mm -hmm. i only had one so i was like to the book kind of right do this and but now with my grandma i'm like let him go let him be free yeah (laughs) yeah and you know i was like that with my first one 
with my first one because it was like, first of all, you were younger, you had the energy, and then it's like your first time trying something, so you don't want to get it wrong, right? Like you're thinking everything's like, if I don't do this, then it's going to be wrong, Um, whatever, wherever it is that we get that idea from, I don't know, but... Yeah, I was very like, no, 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 don't do that. No, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh, my gosh, no. You know, and like she Mm. was just always perfectly done. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the more kids I started to have, I was like, they're just kids. Relax, you know, (laughs) relax. And it's okay that they're like uncomfortable and letting you know Mm -hmm. right now. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, you just. And then also, I think after having it done the first time around, like you with your son, now your grandson comes around, you feel more like you're better, like you're well seasoned with it now. So you trust your yourself better now and you're like yeah. easier on yourself probably. Cause yeah, I do. I have so many, it's so different. Like I don't believe in spankings anymore. Yeah, neither do um, I. It's so different. I bet. I He's so cute, too. He's Thank so you. cute. So cute. He is. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. I I just love him so much. Yeah. And I'm just blessed that he chose to come in our lives, you know. And at the moment that he chose to come. What a beautiful way for, like, the universe and God to say this little package is going to come at the perfect time, yeah. you know? Yep. Before I let you go, because I've already taken up so much of your time, and I asked you this last time, but I'm going to ask you again, and I kind of am curious to see if anything has shifted from just a few weeks ago to now. If you were to go and transition today, what is it that you would want people to remember about you or remember you by? The same. I, I would want people to remember me by helping women just live well, build a business that allows them to work from anywhere and take care of themselves and their, and their families, you know? Yeah. I want to be known for that. Not drapery. I mean, I, I love my drapery. Yeah. I love it. But that kind of impact, it hits different. Mm-hmm. You know, help someone build something. Yeah, and be proud of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I want to be known. Well, you guys heard it, and if you, if anybody's interested, how can they find you? Where can they find you? Everywhere at Mimi Zachary. Maybe you'll post yeah, it here. <laughs> I will. I'll link it. I'll link it for everybody. But yeah, so Instagram, Zachary, Facebook. M I Z A C K E R Y, because a lot of people spell it. C-A-C-H-A, but mm. for the podcast, yeah. C-A-C-K-E-R-Y-M-I-M-I. And uh, yeah, and I'll be sure to to link all your social media stuff. Thank you. Well, Mimi, this was really great. It's always great talking with you anyway. So yeah, I'm glad. same here. Right, every single time. Too. And then maybe we can do something in the future together. I don't know, because yeah. this is me putting it out in the universe, and I'm going to now script it out. <laughs> and I'll hit yes. you up later. Me too, because, you know, I will talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Uh, all righty. Well, it was nice having you, and I'll see you around, okay? Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. You too.